Hello, and welcome back to the Dungeon Masters Guildhouse, uh, season two. I'm calling. I'm calling it season two now. Yeah, we've had a brief uh, hi hiatus over the uh, the holidays, and now we're back, and we're kicking uh, 20, 20, I was about to say twenty twenty. 2021. Not again. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> I think 2020 got a bad rap, and I think we should just kickstart kick again, give it give it a better start. Um, but no, again, I can't think of any better way to, you know, kickstart a new season and a new year with Sebs, better known as Curse of Sebs. Hello. Right. Thank you so much for joining me. How, how are we doing today? Yeah, good, good. I'm excited. A little bit perplexed because I'm not quite a... a Dungeons, uh, yeah. What? So this is this is this is how I get away with it. I always say, you know, people in the DMs Guild and surrounding space, and you know, in the same way that you know, um, I it's it's uh, getting to chat to sort of like um, streamers and again reviewers like yourself. It's it's kind of like a good uh, opportunity to get get an insight that most people don't. I mean, obviously, um, most authors are probably um, one of the things is like, oh, it's really nice to get your product reviewed, and I'm sure there's just as many authors out there like. How how do I do that? Is that is that is that, a, is that a thing that we can do? How do we just ask? Um, but off the bat, I do again. I'm, I, I I kind of mentioned as we were recording uh, prior to recording. I'm a little bit curious. Uh, the name Curse of Sebs. Um, you don't again. Nothing about you seems particularly cursy. <laughs> well, it's it's a little bit lame in the fact that it kind of inspired came up with it when I started uh, DMing a Curse of Strahd. Um, campaign and also uh i have um fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome so like it's a bit like a curse it's kind of just playing on the on on that sort of thing oh, fair, fair. Yeah. So, 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 sort of like a um, <laughs> empowerment and stuff like that. yeah 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 no oh, fair, that, yeah that makes more sense but uh, yeah no i'm i'm, I'm I, I think i've kind of mentioned this in passing like a few times that in in this podcast when people come on and sort of chat about you know uh, people in the community that kind of inspire them uh your name again comes up multiple times without question as as, as you know um I, I, would you would you be uh, like the dm's guild like unofficial like cheerleader or like you know <laughs> where bear of hype uh yeah I've been very much the a kind of dm's guild kind of unofficial cheerleader and then i'm really trying to make an effort to do more of the indie space as well now so yeah just yeah. all tcrpg and creative stuff well i was gonna say what's it you're you're repping repping uh some some indie stuff at the moment as well Yes, uh, my soul, uh, the wretched uh, loot the rooms. I just got this came through the other day. Very excited. No, exciting. Well, I, I, I guess the the first question and kicking kicking off this podcast then is, um, so how exactly did you did you get started with reviewing then? So, like it was a couple of years ago. Um, I think it was uh, Warriors of Sehenine, the um, Florian Emmerich, uh, JVC Parry, and Ashley Warren. Mm -hmm. um, adventure kind of saw the trailer on twitter i just joined twitter and as soon as i saw the trailer i was ridiculously hype um <laughs> hype is a very thing that i spend no, my yeah, time was the web of hype um and i just fell in love with it i'd never seen an adventure like quite crafted like that especially mm -hmm. not something that was unofficial yeah. and i just loved it to pieces and ended up writing just a lot about it and then um it kind of got a nice kind of people seem to enjoy it enjoy the writing style and i just kind of went went from there um i've done a few bits and bobs before um but that just was feeding back on things that i'd enjoyed but it was really yeah warriors of sehanine was the thing that really got me going yeah what was it florian well like was it poison, poison pot press i think yeah, um yeah poison potion press the yeah. the advertisement and stuff like that they, they put together with like yeah the sort of like animatics and stuff like that is 
yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I can see why that, that was really sort of like the uh, drew you in. Definitely, yeah. And the uh, her name is um, escaping me right now, but the artist that he always works with yes. is incredible stuff. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, again, it's it, it, I, I must admit, I, I, in one of the privileges of sort of writing um, DM skill content and getting in contact with artists is is is, is seeing that them them bring things to life. And you know, you, you you hand them a napkin with like a stick man on it, <laughs> and and you know, over over the course of like two two weeks and stuff like that, they come back with these these beautiful illustrations. Um, I do believe that again with Flor- Florian again. Um, uh, they showed me what was essentially the the scribble that they handed over for uh, Birds of Paradise. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, 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 and yeah, the the again, it 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 it, it, it all, this is like this is kind of what I want, and you, you know when you, you spend the what is it. 30 minutes like like with crayon you go i want it looking like this and then the ice goes okay yeah i can, I can make this happen and then they go away and they they, they weave their magic definitely um, just write cool penguin surfing please <laughs> and then it comes back looking the way it does yeah <laughs> no but, so and and yeah so so that was essentially that was kind of the the, the gateway to writing reviews i i, I take yeah. it I'm, i imagine then that you were playing D a fair bit previous uh, beforehand yeah, so uh, like I said, Curse of Drab was the first campaign kind of DMing that I'd, I'd done. Um, my partner was running. Um, so we, we started off, there was a group of us uh, from Friday Night Magic playing Magic the Gathering. Um, and we all got together, a friend of ours started playing uh, Dark Heresy. We all played that for a while. And then my partner started running Pathfinder. And I think there was a Humble Wonder a while ago, so we mm-hmm. jumped on that. And then yeah we jumped across to Storm King's Thunder and it's all sort of rolled on from that it's been I always think it's only been a couple of years but it's been years and years and years for yeah. all the things now <laughs> so, so I, I think it's yeah so was it the um I, I must admit I've, I've only recently started um DMing Curse of Strahd uh so was it, I, I I I I never owned the hardcover um and then what was it with Revamped coming out I was like oh, right, yeah. I think it, that, that seems like a nice nice little box um so I have been enjoying enjoying running it um i have i had a curious curious event last week um i i, I hope you don't mind i'm just going to talk oh, about no, 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 <laughs> um but um they they they've been they've found out they've met um uh arena and mm-hmm. um and now they know you know that they want to get uh, get out of the village of barovia uh and they they've been warned about you know strad and you know his his castle ravenloft um but they were just like um in um madam eva's card reading it kind of said that two of the artifacts they need are in castle ravenloft ah yeah, that's tricky <laughs> that's made them curious about castle ravenloft um so they in last week's episode they went they went knocking <laughs> oh, oh wow <laughs> they, they, not, they, not yeah, they, went, they went they went no they went straight up there uh you know the the drawbridge was up the gates were closed but they were you know they were causing troubles trying to bust out a grappling hook and um <laughs> One of one of them's equipped with a bag of uh, uh, well bagpipes, um, so I just you know I just had Strad yeah. come out and, and invite them in, and and now and now they're in Castle, <laughs> they're like level two, they're in they're in the Castle Ravenloft, and um, wow, I'm curious like yeah. so do you have any sort of like similar tales in, in running Castle Strad? Um, well, it, it was a bizarre one because I was running it um, just for my my partner. Uh, they were running two characters, and then because um, this was before. The essentials kit so mm-hmm. i actually just um specced up um irena and um her brother uh, ismark uh, ismark yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um i had him as a gloom stalker and i think i had her as a paladin of the morning lord and just so they had like a little 
team. Um, and I made a few kind of little adventures that were kind of ideas that were my own. And this, uh, this kind of undead butcher very badly took them out. <laughs> luckily, um, I'd already sort of set up the Strahd, had taken quite an interest um, in um, their main character, who was this uh, moon elf wizard. Um, and so kind of set up this very bizarre scene where I had Strahd really playing himself as this charming erudite, like just really nothing like they're expecting. Yeah. Um, all the while, secretly, Irina was been taken to the dungeon um yeah. and swapped out uh, so yeah there was i think there's a polymorphed um one of the, his were rats uh so yeah uh we have not played for a while but my way in if you play again will be can irena escape so like a, like a one shot to see yeah. like if we get back into the campaign that way no i must admit I've, I've been dying to sort of like dig in and 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 try these sort of um one-on-one uh, adventures that are kind of now popping up on on the, D, the DM's yeah. Guild as a fact, just because yeah, I, I think it'll be curious to see how it translates to a more sort of I guess like it's like an innately intimate experience as a fact. You know, it, yeah. you're not not necessarily competing for the you know the the, the glory with you and your your four <laughs> other friends or or yeah. worrying about the rogue being rogue. <laughs> disappearing off ten rooms ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> or just like uh, you know, we go into the shop and the rogue's like. How many pockets do they have? And it's like they're just, they're just going about their business. Um, so, so I guess uh, curse the straw tangent aside. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm curious then about um, how exactly you go about your your review process then. Um, just because again, it's 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 I I, I I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not in the uh, the hobby of of reviewing products. I just I just churn stuff and throw it out into the void. Um, yeah yeah so um one of the main kind of ways i like to do like like i do like to try and read through and then go back but the the way i really work is i and one of the reasons i think i do my kind of such in-depth almost line by line kind of process that i do or paragraph by paragraph is i will mostly go through it as i'm reading it and make make notes and and kind of i really like to take if someone puts a heading or a, a, a part or a chapter, I, I want to reflect that someone's made an effort to mean this, this part is delineated. So I will try and give that the kind of the attention it deserves. So I try and try and literally kind of go through it. Yeah. Uh, in in sequence which is maybe not the best way of doing it but no, I, I, it's I, an I, interesting I, way it I takes think, a while <laughs> yeah I, I, in fairness i think it kind of like depends on on the product um because i must admit there's not many things that like are you need to see the whole package necessarily you can yeah. again you can break down adventures you can break down you know subclasses by this is one particular subclass you don't need to necessarily yeah. see them like in comparison to one another um yeah, so like a group of archetypes is great because you can just kind of talk about a little bit about each one, give give an idea of the whole thing. Same with like I can't treat a uh, an anthology the same way I would treat an adventure. Yeah. So I used to pick one adventure, give that the in depth treatment, and say I'll come back, and I will hopefully come back. But yeah. the eternal spreadsheet of many says it's unlikely, <laughs> even yeah, though no. I try. So now the o- overview for larger things is is necessary. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I must admit, yeah, a tax, tackling and uh, reviewing an anthology is like, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't know where to begin. You would think like yeah. maybe start at the beginning, but then it's like there's, there's so many, so many in there. Like, was it sometimes like excess of like 20 plus? Yeah, yeah, there's been some impressive. There's just so many incredible anthologies. And like, I want to run all the adventures, but yeah. like, there's you're never going to have a chance to run all of them. No. It, it, it's still the case where, yeah, the, the, I, I, I'm sometimes envious of the, the um, you know, like DMs by profession. Is the fact like like you just have the opportunity to like okay well this week we're we're doing this one shot. It's <laughs> the yeah. fact yeah you know the the the, the pie they're gonna go along for the white ride, um, but yeah no I, I yeah I, I it's it's always that balance of like when I'm I'm I basically I, I haven't had the chance to run too many hardcover books and right now I'm running Curse of Strahd, um and what is it Waterdeep Dragon Heist, um, oh, very nice. But it's always like the case of like, like there are some times where I could maybe like you know crowbar in you know a, a, a spicy one shot. <laughs> but um, that's one of the things I really enjoy. I think um, something that really makes things stand out. Um, for instance, recently uh, Call of Winter by Ashton, not Duncan, the other one that I'm terrible and always tagging the wrong person. They have <laughs> similar names. But uh, Call of Winter, it's a Rhyme um, of the Frost Maiden adventure, and like seeing what people do with. Uh, an existing like hardback and just how much they can add to it um this one for example uses a character from another dm's guild release which like yeah just completely changes the focus of the the adventure that actually you kind of like following her journey to um the frost maiden yeah so yeah just fascinating what people can do within the bounds of the existing campaigns. Yeah, no, I, I think supplemental products, they, again, there's a reason why they kind of do well. Um, like they, they, they you, you see them sell like, like a good amount of copies and stuff like that, yeah. because again, the hardcovers are great for what they are. Again, again I love them and stuff like that. But there, there's so many different ways to sort of give them a unique flair or, you know, to more tailor them. And so like it could be the case of taking this, uh, again, what introductory adventure um, that, as you mentioned, kind of shapes the whole campaign. And just by tweaking a few names, you go, okay, well, instead of this being, you know, another explorer, whoever it is and stuff like that, it's someone's parent, you know? And and then, you know, that everything kind of evolves, kind of unfolds yeah. from there. Just sort of rolls on. And it's like, um, for example, like uh, Titch's Torment. Like, I know that it's set in Waterdeep, not necessarily around uh, Dragon Heist or anything, but these, when you put something in a place, where a campaign takes place, it's so easy to either use it on its own or, yeah. or use it with it. Yeah, and and, and, that, and that's that, that's something that it's always it's always the balance when you at least when it comes to writing adventures, you want the trade off to it being uh, either so integral to like an existing hardcover that you know, it's, or you have something that's that's could be used anywhere. Um, and it's hard it's hard to get that balance between the two because again, the more uh, the more you tie it to Waterdeep, the less applicable it becomes. Still, you know, you can't just slap it in Baldur's Gate. Um, yeah, you know, you could try, but it requires a little bit of finagling. Um, so back about your, I guess, review process then. Um, yeah. Going almost paragraph by paragraph and stuff like that. Like, is it is it? Do you I take it? Do you write as you go? Like, or is it is it more? The uh, case yeah, of... so I make a lot of notes as I literally as I go. Uh, maybe <laughs> too, maybe too <laughs> too many now to kind of whittle it down. But um, yeah, it's funny. I think sometimes I may have even written more words than like a like a one shot actually has in it, which is always <laughs> <laughs> always funny. <laughs> yeah, the 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 again the process of reviewing something can be again you you sometimes have to dig deep, so it kind of understands yeah. where you can sort of pull out a lot of love. Um, 
I so, think one of the things that really kind of, oh, sorry, um, no, no, that really after War is Ending, something that really like made me like, I enjoy this, is occasionally I would do a more like stylized review. So um, I the first review of the year I've done is um, Christian Icon's uh, Strahd's Dark Servants, bringing it back to Strahd. And uh, it's kind of got very Mokborg so style, sorry, pronouncing it, <laughs> trying to pronounce it correctly. Um, but some of the writing is quite amusing. Um, and like, I've kind of gone line by line, not, not quite refuting, but like responding directly. Like there is a, a zombie that Strahd keeps in a barrel. Um, because he, they're a friend. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that seems like a perfectly normal thing to do. So just like silly rebuttals to things. And the thing that really started that was um, uh, Killer Kobolds from Outer Space, mm-hmm. Oliver Darkshires. Yeah. And I just went ridiculously uh, just purple prose um, <laughs> talking about it, it, it as this like true high work of art because it is amazing. It is quality. And I think getting to write in such a, I have a very uh, quite verbose and over the top kind of way of speaking anyway, but like really leaning into that when you're talking about these like killer kobolds, just, <laughs> I, 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 like, I like the juxtaposition of things like that. No, I, I must admit, I mean, you, you again, as a review, you, you have that freedom and stuff like that. And I think it's the case of like, like again, I, I, I imagine what being, again, it, it sorry. It steers it away from necessarily a feeling feeling like a critique, um, which again, when it comes to like certain yeah. you know, products and stuff, I, I, I again, authors are understandably, you know, uh, not territorial. Um, yeah, maybe a little, a little bit defensive at times. <laughs> um, which again, it's, it's natural, you know, people are putting putting their work out there and stuff out. And to have you know a lighthearted, oh, uh, you know, uh, again, well-meaning review and stuff like that, it's. Yeah, it it, it it summarizes it nicely. Um, yeah. And well, that was taken really well. In fact, it's it's other creators are the only people I've ever had that have taken positive re- reviews of others' works, kind of badly. It's never been a critical response. It's yes, yeah, it's, it's funny. People, there's definitely some professional jealousy from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it's it's unfortunately it's it's the the nature of the beast in in some parts. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm curious as well. So if if the I guess is there not the trade-off though in in writing a very sort of you know colorful review and stuff like that um I imagine that takes more time than you know one of your more traditional uh sometimes I think uh the thing particularly with the the Kelly Cobos one is it it got good to me and I was just really <laughs> just enjoying and flowing with it and that kind of gave me the spark to kind of to go with it but yeah sometimes it can but again with the uh, Strahd's Dark Servants I, I, it, I was able to just sort of bounce off each, each line in some ways when it was yeah. like a description of the history of a character or something so it's not too much more So I guess then uh, on, on like a to, to draw back a little bit then as you're reading through a product um, is, is there anything in particular that you're looking for? Like I think that things can go very many different ways like mm-hmm. there not trying to reinventing the wheel can be a great thing there is like a taking a the, the adventure design and just telling the story in a great way um that's entertaining for the people playing it but also is written in a way that the biggest thing for me is especially as i read so many is i want to 
be entertained and feel yeah. enjoyment reading the product. So I, I want the DMs that are going to be reading the things to enjoy them as well. So that's a, that's a big part. Um, and then, uh, like I said, with Cool Winter, take just taking something that changes the status quo while working within it so well. Mm -hmm. um, there's been some great like uh, guilds and factions that I've seen that just are written in such a way that, as far as I'm concerned, they've always existed because they just feel so grounded. Yeah. All going the other way and just creating something completely new. Um, that's a really all over the place answer. But no, no, no. I, yeah. I, I kind of get what you mean. It, it's again the 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 nature of reviewing and stuff like that is each product it, it kind of brings something different to the table. And to yeah. say that you go into a, a like a review saying this has to have seven new <laughs> brand new new things, it has to reinvent three wheels. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's yeah. So number one, I I want to be entertained, and I want the prospective buyer to be entertained, yeah. like especially because I'm never going to get to run a million of these adventures. Like my OBS library is <laughs> ridiculous. Um, so the, yeah, I, it's going to stand on its own as a piece of entertainment, whether it gets to be used as an adventure or supplement or not, I think is a big thing. No, I must admit, I, I remember reading like, um, I think it was on D&D Beyond, like a uh, article that um, with um, Chris Perkins, Right. Um, and and in it that he pretty much says is, is the fact that at the end of the day DMs are going to be like in writing adventure someone's going to be reading it and you should be making every effort to make it an enjoyable experience um, which is why I find adventure writing is 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 a it's a spiky beast it's it's you are right you, you are writing for so many audiences you are writing for the DM that is reading it you are also writing for the like the DM playing it you are writing for the party as they play it um, it's yeah it, it's it's a hard balance and it's easy to sort of go over the top with you know uh descriptions and paragraphs when and again that's the other thing is like sometimes you know being concise is key sometimes you only need to, only provide the information you need to but then sometimes the only information you provide isn't very interesting to read to be like oh there's a room here where it has nothing of value it's like you could just say nothing of it's, it's, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, <laughs> an interestingly shaped stain on the wall, perhaps. Because <laughs> yeah. there, there are going back to Strad in Death House, there are rooms that don't really have anything going on. Like there's like a like a, a bathroom or something, uh, water closet, and just I just had things clanking and and bits coming up, which yeah. again could have been improved. I'm definitely not cr like critting yeah. uh, Chris Perkins, but. There, there, there's always something to build on, yeah. I think. No, I, I must admit, there's so, so many things I'm kind of fascinated about, like in, in reading um, adventures and stuff like that, is is because you never necessarily know the constraints they were made under. Um, and I know that obviously products, particularly like hardcover books and stuff like that, some of them are, are they are worked to a very, very, very accurate word count. Oh, and it's like, who knows, you know, that in, in that toilet in the death house, there may have been three <laughs> pages worth of descriptions of, of all the monstrosities, <laughs> like, you know, or like it's a secret point, you know, you, and yeah. Um, think, again, thankfully it is, is the case of like when in creating your own content, you don't necessarily have those restraints, but again, it, 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 it's, it's a balance. And I, I, I'm, I'm sure, I, again, I don't know, I, but I imagine you, there's been probably a few cases in reading adventures where you've noticed there's been some sections that have had, um, you know, maybe more time dedicated to them than, than necessarily others. Yeah, I think it's 
it's about getting the entertainment in into it. And also, if something is a bit more perfunctory and doesn't have as much moving, just like being able to move on from it, because you don't need to build every wall. Something that really helped me as, as a DM and I'm hoping to bring into it when I start creating stuff is no one other than you can see the like the sticky tape holding things together like your your players never see that like they it seems like a seamless world even though you're like oh my god it's all cobbled together and i think letting it be that is great also people have very strong opinions i find myself very kind of in the middle like there's a big movement for like bullet points um to give you all the information you need and then you can put it in your own words and Sometimes I absolutely love that when I'm running an adventure. I love a good bit of box text. I don't want 12 pages of it necessarily. I might enjoy that reviewing it, like reading it, but like I don't want to read that at the table. Yeah. So yeah, it's a balance. It's yeah. a big yeah. thing. And, and that's another thing as well. It's like, yeah, the, I, the, there's, there's, I imagine coming as in a, a reviewer, I take it, again, your reviews are coming from your lens and stuff of how you DM and how you run. Um, which is, yeah, which is like, anytime there is a sort of, you know, box text um, knife fight of like, no, there, there needs to be box text and everything. I'm like, no, you only use their, you know. Uh, I, I, no, again, you, I think we, we kind of share values in that. It's like, I, I do appreciate a good box text. Um, but again, for the third, you know, the, the third toilet in, in a mansion, <laughs> maybe, maybe it doesn't need one. You know, maybe it Not just, yet. yeah. Um, I think a good example, uh, The Blood Hunter, Anthony Joyce's, which is also a, a duet, uh, which is good fun. Yeah. But um, that has like some in introductory box text and like epilogue box text. But most of the way through, it's a lot. He, he is a big proponent of the bullet points kind of system. Yeah, no. So, yeah, I... You can, yeah, use a bit of both. Yeah, no, I must admit, yeah, I, 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 I must admit, I, I feel like sometimes I flip flop depending on depending on the on the projects. <laughs> Some projects are very much like box text heavy, other ones are, because um, I think, at least personally, I think um, if you are, um, if you're writing an adventure that is based in a, a set location, it lends itself more for um, the bullet point lists, just because you have a series of rooms that kind of need need vague descriptions. Um, a lot of the stuff I'm doing at the moment is more kind of encounter driven. Um, and that, that kind of lends itself to, cause you know, dynamic action is happening. You kind of need to explain what kind of what, what's going on. Um, so that's kind of how I, I balance the two is like, okay, is this a static environment or is this like a, you know, um, and that's, um, but yeah, no, I, I guess I'm, I'm curious. Has, so you mentioned, um, what is it? So kobolds, kobolds from space. <laughs> kobolds from outer space. Yeah, I think. It is. Yeah. Um, and, and, have there been any other sort of like particularly standout products um, that have just kind of been been a delight to read? Oh, uh, like I get very happy, get very excited. There are so many that really stick out. But um, for instance, Fawful uh, Dice Media, Steve Fiddler's um, Amarun's Almanac series is, is incredible. Um, Mask of Theros, uh, the campaign um, from, oh, I always forget people's names, but um, Cat Evans yeah. and Liz Gist and I can't remember the other ladies, the other ladies names off the top of my head. While, while you are talking it's, about other uh, things, I, yeah. will, I, I will go on the hunt. <laughs> yeah, but um, just so many. Um, I was really, I really enjoy a lot of the third party stuff as well. Um, that doesn't necessarily uh, come through the guild, like um, Underground Oracle. They have their own whole world. They do a lot of stuff on Patreon and uh, drive through, and just the way they present 
either their their, their supplements, factions, mm -hmm. and locations. They're just really building their world in such a wonderful way. I really enjoy that. Um, and Gregerson's monster loot, like my players never now loot everything all the time because <laughs> they just love it so much. See, I must admit, I, 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 I again, uh, Ant's Ant's products are amazing, um, but. I'm, I'm, I, again, I, I, I feel like I'm slightly hesitant to introduce them to my players just because I don't know what that might unleash in them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it definitely changes, <laughs> changes them. But, but again, it, it touches on an important thing because uh, there is always that moment of like after an encounter, there is always a case of like, what do their bodies have? It's play, 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 they can't help them. Players are just like instinctual looters. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, before we get away, so Mas Mask of Theros was Cat Evans, uh, Steffi Devan. Uh, Christian, uh, Ikhon, uh, Beatrix, uh, Diaz, and Oliver uh, Darkshire. Oh, right, yes, yeah, and, and there's a few on there, so yeah, thank you for Again, a, a, a star-studded a star cast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's it, there, there are so many, it's impressive how, especially because I do so many reviews of, of all these people, like, there's obviously, wait, thousands, hundreds and, th like, so many people on the guild, mm -hmm. but, like, the actual kind of hit list of, of heavy hitters is huge <laughs> and like obviously the, there's lots of people that will work together in like smaller groups and then like crossovers and people that stay very much away from each other or are used to work together don't work together anymore and it's it's impressive just how many not celebrities but stars there can can be even when they even this world it's, it's seriously impressive like i've just got i've got a list of names here and i realize there's millions of them that i haven't put on just because it's hard to keep them all in your head. Yeah, no, I, I must admit, I, I think it is always that case of at least when when I first started, you, you do see the sort of the uh, uh, again a, a collection of names that kind of occur, and, and I don't know what it is, but about smaller communities is the fact that the bigger names within the communities, they again they, they seem like superstars. They seem like this person is on another like I kill on echelon echelon. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, and and I, I I can't even be within their presence because their 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 you know writing prowess will burn me away. Um, <laughs> and again, realistically, again after again, I, I, I hopefully I think everyone kind of goes through the process of, of being within the community for like two to three years. Again, you see all the names come up for it frequently because people are turning up there. Um, yeah. but just, just chat with people. I mean, we're all, again, everyone's, we're all, we're all D&D players, you know, it's, it's nine times again, no one is. Yeah. For the most part, people are so lovely. Like the, the, the Twitter community, like people talk about how much Twitter is a hell site and it is, and even the D&D community definitely can be. Um, but there is just a, there's a lovely core of people and I don't even really create stuff. I do the reviews and really I've, become quite good friends with lots of people just by talking to them just just in saying myself like politely into conversations and things, yeah. not just like jumping on people's lawns but turning up and trying to be nice and trying to like talk to people does genuinely work and i think yeah. you can, can get a lot from it well i, I also I, I suppose you know i think is obviously you are providing again a very again an invaluable service and stuff like that. it's a case of like reviews again reviews help sell products um and stuff like that and just the opportunity to to know that someone out there has has read your work is is nine times out of ten more, more gratifying in itself. It's you know the fact that you are taking time out of your your schedule to just like you know pour through someone's words that you know they they maybe spend somewhere between like three to seven tireless nights <laughs> churning on. Um, yeah, no, I, again, it's 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 it, again it's it's. Um, yeah, it's just it's just lovely, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. well, uh, again, I've thoroughly enjoyed the, a bunch of uh, your wonders that 
I mentioned, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, but uh, teach tyke. How yeah, so, we... so here's the thing is, I, I think I always used to call it um, tyke, uh, but I think um, Ginny corrected me by saying, I think it's tai chi. Oh, <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, right. like, yeah. I, like I, lychee. Like, kind of like, yeah. yeah. So uh, tai chi, I I, again, I think so. I, to me, that's the thing is, you're working with fantasy names in, 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 in D&D. Um, and so also- it's, it's pronounced Guinea. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I again. I, I I've been butchering her name all these years. <laughs> um, but that's another thing as well. Is with 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 Tai Chi in particular. It is a again. No, they are dead. They they are a dead god. So uh, yeah. you know, I'm sure they won't mind too much. Of course. <laughs> so like, I don't want to bug your time too much. But like, talking about things I look for. I went around. I didn't know really about them and the kind of the tie-in with is it with Lathanda? Um, um, yeah. So was it? So yeah. they have a mixed law with both uh, Lathanda and then obviously Bashaba and um, yeah. Timor. And like there was just like just looking into that something that is not prevalent in Five E at all. Like it's kind of a forgotten thing to a certain extent. And just like making that just always have been there i know it has but it hasn't been here for this kind yeah. of generation and just yeah, like no. yeah just finding these old gems i think that's a big thing that dm's good people do is just find wonderful things that are like kicking around in the corner of of D, &D yeah. and like giving it a really nice modern shine and that's that's something that can be wonderful no 100 percent. like i mean like one of the benefits of a DD &D being within its fifth edition is you have all these other editions to kind of go back and there's a good amount of stuff that has been swept under the rug um, but there's also, as you kind of mentioned, the other stuff that that honestly, in in you know, just doesn't fit within the sort of um, ideology of five E anymore. Yeah. And it need it needs those sort of like you know revamps and um, again uh, removal of again the main yeah. arguably problematic, mostly problematic, yeah. a lot of <laughs> problematic stuff. But like even that, like um, very Snow White's kind of ah uh, ah uh, uh, under the rug. People have done wonders with it um there's uh eugene marshall's um ancestry uh series is incredible um adam i always forget his surname but adam that makes ttrpgs uh, uh hancock yep yeah. um and oh i'm sorry i'm so bad with names but um an elf and an orc um have a baby um and there's uh, Lydia, Mother of Goblins, is uh, the Half Race Handbook. There's just so many wonderful discussions and things have come mm -hmm. from this kind of problematic thing of race uh, and, and problematic elements. And I things turning on the head. It's like one of the first projects that I've kind of joined that I'm really excited about is um, uh, Brittany Hay and uh, Cameron Day's um, Not Another Monster quest or adventure. And it's going to be all about having kind of monstrous races and things as the quest givers and has seen them as much more the people that they kind of should be because it is weird that we have savage races that are sapient like that's weird <laughs> yeah i i it's, i guess it's 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 it is it is it's so weird because uh trying to kind of like um it, 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 merging like real life with fantasy world and stuff like that is it, it's it's it, it again it is natural to kind of like draw draw those sort of parallels um and and that's when you kind of see the things like this this isn't that's not quite right that's that's not, <laughs> that's not how things should be um 
but you touched some good points. So you are actually involved in in a project at the moment. Uh, uh, yeah, so um, I think it's called not not another monster quest or, or adventure. So um, yeah, very excited that I've had a few um, ideas like a hag bakery. Um, I, I love the idea of a, a yeah a night hag leading a bakery, uh, and they're called um, oh uh, Prue Hollyberry. So uh, they also hold uh, baking contests. Yeah, contests. So yeah. And then it's like, here's the thing: anytime writing content is a flat, you're you're at you're at liberty to you know throw a few puns in there. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's I think it's your obligation. I don't think you get a choice in it. Uh, yeah, um, I entered my first jam that I didn't realize was as short as it is. That ends like it ridiculous clock in the morning because it's american times so i've got to finish that tonight it's a random generator of exquisitely pointless uh treasure oh, nice. been fun to kind of come up with no i must admit i, I the one one of the, like my personal favorite little things uh to do is is when it comes to like random tables of things and stuff i i, I just because you kind of like the the sort of random possibilities you you're not really constrained by anything and it's a case of like any and everything goes and you just kind of crow, crowbar them in there um, I'm, I am curious though. It's like, how have you found the, uh, I guess the, the, the move from, you know, writing reviews about, you know, churning through and reading so many like products and stuff like that to now, you know, starting to write some yourself. Um, it's exciting. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time, but again, kind of very nervous. Uh, like, um, this year is the first year I'll be doing the RPG writer, uh, workshop, which oh, is now the storytelling collective. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, uh, we'll see how it goes with me working with people. But I've I've got quite uh, some good graces, so I think I'm being, being I get to be treated quite nicely as in, and work with people. So I'm very excited to be doing that. And I, I did English and creative writing at, at uni, so it's nice to be getting to express the more creative side of things. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I really look forward to that. No, I guess the again it's yeah no I, again reading reading all your views and stuff like that I think you're more more than qualified in in writing any sort of content. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think you've got. You. <laughs> um, but no, I, I guess it's it's is is there anything? Um, hmm. I guess I guess the um, is so is is so taking the sort of like hag bakery and something like that. Yep. Um, the these sort of experiences are those like if you were to go on to write other products and stuff like that. Are these the kind of sort of experiences you can kind of see yourself writing and and kind of aiming towards the sort of um... oh, uh, rehabilitating or like taking things? Uh, I definitely like the the idea of that a lot. Um, I, I I kind of want to try all sorts of things. Um, yeah. I, there's a my partner and a a friend um, Inky Jinch who has done the uh, workshop before. Has oh. a great um, adventure out. Um, we have the idea of like trying to work with rehabilitating enchantment magic in some ways and just taking some different approaches to see how that how that can work um my partner has a big focus on making that they they always play wizards uh and uh pyromaniac press's uh black styles term wizards has not helped they will never <laughs> play anything other than a wizard again there's, there's there's a good number of wizards in that i think yeah but um like having a way of increasing the charisma of a wizard um, because that's not so. That's always going to be a dumpster. And and but having enchantment be focused on the user, much less on the person it's being used upon. So yeah, like definitely the idea of taking things that are, are either turning them on the head or, or yeah, 
taking another look at them. No, I must admit, again, I, yeah, I think I've had this conversation once or twice before, but I, I, I think I am, I am in the school of thought that like uh, enchantment is the evilest school of magic without question. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you can bring me back for dead. That's fine. I'm dead. But like, I don't know, mess, may, making me fall in love with you. That's, that's a little, that's evil. <laughs> yeah. Like some certain players and paladins ready to get kill someone over um, gentle repose. <laughs> it's like, mm. we need to sit out and chat. Yeah. <laughs> It's like this spell saves you, okay? This one's you, you won't die. <laughs> this one, <laughs> you know, no, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, no idea, so, no, but back to Strahd, gentle repose can be used quite strangely as well. <laughs> oh, really? What happens? What happens with uh, gentle repose uh, and Strahd? Uh, so yeah, so spoilers for something in Valaki, but um, the uh, the Waxer house, uh, she is keeping her husband in the bedroom, um, under uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little yes. odd. <laughs> I mean, listen. Everyone has hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, no. I, so basically, I would have been preparing Valaki content for my party had they not um, <laughs> ran, yeah. ran ran into Strat's home. Oh, I was going to say, like, um, some of the advice I've seen is, especially if um, you get things drawn into the castle, is is to come up with reasons. What they've obviously made themselves go, but. Maybe Strad wants them to have a play about and see how dangerous roaming the, the castle is, and just kind of watching and taking care. That can be a way of giving them a chance to try and get hold of these things. I, I think, or, I th yeah, I think at this moment, uh, the, the the party at the moment, they've they've kind of been swept into the you know the, the world and everything, um, but then they're, they're not entirely sure why they want to be facing Strad yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to use this as a good opportunity to be like, yeah. Dude's evil. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. Can we not can we <laughs> make the point quite quite well? Can be quite easy. Yeah. So, so you know, there's, there's yeah, exciting things going on. Um, it, it's funny because so they left um Ismark and, and Arena, um, outside the castle a little while a while, while away. Um, right. So I think they're going to find that you know uh they get Ismark and Arena are going to be brought to the castle because again Strat Strat spies everywhere. Yep. Um, and now, and now, Strad has Strad has 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 arena. So we'll we'll see how see how that unfolds. Yeah. So again, that's that's what I kind of I, I, again. It's 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 what I'll be honest. It's something of a chaotic party. Um, mm -hmm. But I just again, I just I just love the sort of the the the, the weird pitches they give me, and that I just again, I just have to, I just have to work with. You know, I, I was I was going to throw them at the bone grinder, and now now they're in Strad's house. <laughs> 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 yeah, but, I think um, uh, my players uh, wait for Morganth to go out and uh, kill the other hags. And uh, if if we yeah, if we pick it back up, uh, Morganth is out there with uh, a vendetta, <laughs> yeah. and and hopefully a good number of dream pastries. Yep. Yeah. So I, I guess then. Uh, so if yeah, no, duh, duh, I, I, I must admit, I could I could probably spend a good amount of time talking about Curse of Strata. It's it's it, again, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I can see why it, a lot of people kind of love it as as their sort of campaign of choice um i did kind of want to ask though about like um when it comes to like your reviewing process then um do you have like like a, a, a like a a favorite part like what is the thing you love the most about it um i think you sort of touched on it so for, like i people there's there's so much content people will put paying so much of like their heart and soul and, and like like uh, people like speculating with with their livelihood and things and i i love to be able to just to kind i always say when 
people either approach me or I approach people um, for reviews and things is I live to get as many eyes as possible on the wonderful things folks like yourself create. And it's like kind of one of my like mission statements. And it's, it, I just, there's great stuff out there and I, I want people to, to see it. So that, and I love a good story. So I love, there, there is definitely a certain part of, I do it because I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I call no. it my ho my hobby jobby because um, uh, both myself and my partner are, are disabled and we're actually each other's uh, carers. So I didn't actually, like, like our job is to look after each other. So yeah. this is my, my hobby jobby and I feel it's a nice way that I can kind of give back and, and do something as well. No, I get that. Yeah, I, I, again, it's, it's yeah, it's, 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 it's lovely. And I think, again, it's, 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 it, it comes across in the reviews that, you know, you, 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 this is like a passion project. And again, you're not just sort of skimming through going, oh, you know, three, three or four, <laughs> you know, star stamp um, or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I, 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 again, not, not to be too much of a pessimist, but is, is, there, is there a part of the reviewing process that you don't necessarily enjoy as much? So I have, it, when I started, I was ridic ridiculously positive and I'm still incredibly positive but one thing I find tricky but I've it is now a real passion project for me is uh, it's tricky but addressing things that are, are pro problematic mm -hmm. is something like I, I can there's things that I will still give a five out of five review because it is incredible as long as I can address something that isn't too like heinous like for instance we we all use um Kind of uh, stigmatizing uh, mental health language very easily. We say things are mad or, or crazy, and so taking time to to really bring those things to attention when I do a review and uh, kind of link back to like mental health charities and things mm -hmm. and just really try to make people aware of it is not fun because I really don't want to cast aspersions or make people feel too bad, yeah. but also it's rewarding because. I think it's a really important thing to do. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, in, in the case of like, I, I, in some cases, it's the case of the author is coming from necessarily a, like a, a, um, a blind spot or, you know, the, or just, you know, their life experience has kind of led them to, you know, not notice this stuff. And unless, unless, you know, someone raises awareness or lets them know about it, they can't actively change. No. Um, yeah. So and people again, have been very, uh, responded very well to it which is really really nice um, yeah and again it's it's it goes back to the thing of like you're you're not you're not you're not a mean-spirited character you're <laughs> like ah, i've me. got them <laughs> i finally i finally win <laughs> it's it's you know it's and and the fact that it is the you know the the part of the process that you um you know like again is, is not not take problem with but you know it, it's it's yeah, you know, it's a downside to you know have to, kind of, but the fact that you still sort of you know put that on yourself to, to is yeah no it's it's it's, it's incredibly honourable. Um, I think that's very yeah. kind of you, but yeah, yeah, it's something that will take more time because you want to word things right because it's very yeah I think it's like very easy to be like this person is terrible how <laughs> dare they <laughs> yeah and also in a way like if it was if things things are too egregious it is definitely going to affect the score and the overall but and a way of like marrying up the quality and kind of thrust of the supplement or adventure as a whole mm -hmm. with this bit highlighted if that, if that makes sense like like yeah. they 
some of our like favorite media is is very flawed but they're still incredible things yeah no i mean it is a case of like the moment you sort of put on something you know under under like uh, a microscope not necessarily under a microscope but yeah. you know as as you're going through as you know giving it like a, a good level of scrutiny that is when you know the, the flaws come out because again it's it's the authors they're caught so much in the bigger again it's the case of like sometimes the authors are in the bigger picture and as a reviewer and stuff like that you sometimes you know you you, you go section by section you're in the yeah. sort of you know the working within the the law and the frame of D, which isn't always great and working with the, the, the societal thing is, isn't great like it's not easy to not have this we all we all make these these things we're all human and we all have have issues or at least humanoids of some description <laughs> i mean I, I don't don't yeah i wouldn't speak for me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, I, and yeah, it, uh, yeah, I, again, it's, I, yeah, 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 I'm just gonna say, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I think we'll, we'll spend the rest of it, yeah, 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 um, no, so I, 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 I guess, so one thing that I think might be useful then, uh, for, like, the people listening, particularly, like, authors and stuff like that, um, what is, what is the, the kind of best way for, like, someone to go about if they want some of their content reviewed? Uh, best way is is just to ask i think that's the best way to do it um per, so for me personally if you have something coming out in advance and you can give me warning because i i'm easier to work to dates because it means i don't have to look over behind me at the huge pile of things that i need to get to um but because uh, again um i think i i put up a post a while ago sort of saying like i am definitely not hoarding all these things and like laughing but like i, I it can only kind of scatter shot like grab things and review them when i can because yeah. again as i said with my condition and my partner like there are times when i'm wiped out and can't do anything for a long time or you might see me do 10 things in a, <laughs> a yeah. week it works very but yeah i mean just i would say just ask people just just say would you like to and offer them a, a review copy is the, the easiest way to do it like i could never afford like i spend more than I should already because <laughs> I want to support people but yeah I can I can never afford if I if I was to buy every single supplement as much as I would love to well I mean I mean again you know it's it's, it's like an you know an equivalent exchange and stuff like that you are you know you're asking for a review and stuff like that the, these things they don't they don't materialize out of thin air they they require time and effort from you mm -hmm. and you know I think the very least you can do is you know a, a five a 15 pound supplement it's you know it's again I, it's, I, it's tricky is it yeah you don't want it to be yeah, I, a few people have asked, like, would I, like, could they pay me as I got? I, 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 that's something I would never want want to do because mm -hmm. that feels like it gets into a, a, a murky territory. I know there are people who do sponsored reviews, and again, I'm not saying anything wrong with that, but but for me, the supplement itself is it. And if someone wants to throw me a coffee, they can throw me a coffee. That's yeah. That's no, I know. I, I think yeah, you touched on a good point. Is because the moment it becomes like a, a paid review and stuff like that, it's it's it, people don't want to like accuse you of uh, what I forget what what the term is um ethics and games journalism yeah <laughs> i mean like, I, I, i'll be honest i wasn't to use that particular phrase but <laughs> oh i um, obviously use that at, at jest I yeah no no I, I, not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean yeah i yeah i think it is that case and it's a case of like with a review copy and stuff like that, it's not the case of like no one is out of pocket it's yeah. it's the case of blah, 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 and and yeah and I mean, you, 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 yeah. like, games journalists, you hear all these stories about, you know, yeah. paid reviews and, and stuff like that. And yeah. But yeah, 
put it out there. Just ask, go on a Facebook group, go on Twitter, just say, does anyone want to take a look at this? And mm -hmm. I would say that's the best way to get someone to do it. I think, was it? I heard you talk about, right, right towards the start of this, you mentioned a, a, a spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> the spreadsheet of many. Yeah. Terrifies uh, how, me. how, how, how extensive is it? How, how bad are we? <laughs> like... uh, there are hundreds of things on it. Um, uh, my, so I, I'm really bad uh, at also with, I will pick up every free and pay what you want uh, thing that that there is that's going um, with the intention to eventually review it and then pay for it if I if I'm able to. So I think people were taking pictures of their like unreviewed um, account things on OBS, and I yeah. think mine was like nearly six thousand things that are unreviewed. Yeah, I've done hundreds in the last couple of years. <laughs> I remember feeling bad once because I think I had it around like fifty. <laughs> yeah. But again, I must admit your your OBS account is is slightly different. Again, you, you, to to go through and just go yeah, that tick all you you actually want to go through and you know yeah yeah. So yeah, I I, I definitely make the list worse for myself. Uh, but I yeah, I like that's the thing that I. I try and put things into sections and like try and prioritize like like charity things or mm. like new creators. But honestly, like if if there's a date coming up I can work to, that's great. If not, I might just see what my my uh, iPad just gives me straight away. Not iPad, is it a tablet? Just gives me straight away. Uh, it isn't that. I don't know why I said it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> this is we can't can't mention brands on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah. Um, just maybe, yeah, just whatever I can get my, my hands on. So there, it is quite a chaotic process. No, I, I, again, most of the things that I buy, I never actually get to as well. This, yeah, it's, I mean, again, I, I imagine much good content. Yeah, I was to say, if anyone has felt the sort of like influx of new creators and new content on the DMs Guild, I, I, I would argue you probably feel it the most. <laughs> There's yeah, just so, there's so yeah. much. I just I can't I can't hold all these lemons. Yeah, it was it's like the first uh, the first time they did the bundles for the Arbitrary Writer Workshop. I was like, great, bought them straight away. And then there's like there's like seven yeah, volumes, <laughs> and there's a couple of volumes of uh, drive through ones as well. And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pick them up as i as i go <laughs> yeah i must admit yeah i think that I, I think that that for me is like the biggest sort of uh symbol for how the sort of interest in the dm's guild and writing has grown is just looking at the the difference between the rpg writer workshop publications um yeah. i think was it saying tenfold mate i don't know i don't even know if that's yeah. an underestimate uh, I, think, yeah. I definitely i think yeah just huge on and on because the thing is people people stay on because they enjoy it as well so they're like it is growing exponentially yeah. and keeping people so yeah yeah it's yeah it's fantastic again it's it's only it's only a good thing for, for the community as a whole to kind of bring bring all those voices in um yeah and it's, it's lovely that it's touching on other things as well i'm very excited to see what um uh ashley and people do with the the storytelling collective and see what that actually becomes yeah, no, I get it. I think it, yeah, it can. The fact that it's expanding and stuff, and 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 can continue growing new and exciting different directions. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's it's good. It's, it's all it's, good. It's all good. I will get to it all eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah. No, I, I, honestly, I, I, at this point, I don't. I honestly, I don't think it's even like physically possible. I think the the was it. It's seasonal, so like every few months mm. there'll be another huge. That's yeah. You know, 
So uh, again, I, all I'm going to say is pace, pace yourself. I, you know, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to be reading reviews years in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I guess then, um, well, it's talking about the RPT Writer Workshop and the community as a whole. Then um, is is there anyone like in the community that you particularly want to, you know, that particularly inspires you or you want to want to shout? Well, um, I, I would say uh, Cameron Day, Direct Productions, uh, it's huge, um, the work that they do and working with people. Um, again, so I mentioned um, Adam Hancock. I love the the psychics of the Guild and just the way uh, just it just works with so many new creators. That I, mm -hmm. That's something that I really like when I see people going out of their way to, to work with other people. Um, it's like I've been a big fan of uh, Trevor Armstrong, uh, Grim Press's work, and yeah. the Adapt to NPCs are amazing. And then making it Adapt to NPCs of the Guild, I just, I, I say it so, so often on people's tweets, it's like, I love to see awesome people playing well together. I just, yeah. it's great. Yeah, no, no, again, yeah, all, all sort of like, yeah. And yeah, I, I think it is that case of like with, with certain creators and stuff, like that, they reach that point where it's just like, you know, I can I can, I can can help people get, get their foot in the door and stuff. Like that. And, yeah. And, and yeah, sometimes that all, all, that's all it takes to like, you know, kickstart a, a wonderful career. Or Definitely. Hobby, uh, you know, uh, Realm Warp Media is a big one for that as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, again, all, mm. all, all fantastic names. Um, so Seb's looking at the time. Uh, we managed to kind of natter away an hour. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah no, it it kind of it kind of it kind of happens quickly. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, I, before we conclude fully and stuff like that, yeah. um, do you want to shout out some of the stuff that you're working on currently, and and where would be some of the best places to kind of uh, keep up to date? Um, yeah. So um, it, everything now is going to uh, my Kofi uh, Coffee, however we're saying it, yeah. uh, which is yeah, uh, Kofi.com, uh, Curse of Sebs, um, because. OBS does weird things to reviews. As oh, I really? recently, my my Merc Borg, because uh, it's so long, it does these weird like, but bunches into these just like blocks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really understand why it goes from word to that, and it becomes some kind of nightmare. So, yeah, trying to keep everything on there. And um, best ways to, to to see me do things is uh, on my Twitter, which is again just Curse of Sebs. But um, hopefully some stuff coming to itch at some point and yeah some interesting just trying out bits and bobs of new uh projects and yeah we'll see what 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 happens from there but keep yeah i'm yeah. all over the place but yeah. mostly mostly steps. well like i said was it that yeah there'll be there'll be links to your kofi and 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 i think was it, has it always been kofi like because it's meant to sound like coffee you're buying someone a I coffee think, yeah so yeah i think it's coffee but i just it looks like kofi to me <laughs> kofi <laughs> yeah <laughs> Lo-fi, yeah, yeah. Lo-fi, co-fi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah, there'll be links to that all in the description and stuff where you can yeah, yeah. follow in. And Sorry, I'm not trying to just be like, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I have to say, yeah, it's no, it, it's good to kind of shout them out because and you never know like how people are listening if it like they're, they're doing like the audio or like they're hearing the thing. I've gone blurry for a second. <laughs> oh no. And we're back. There we go. Yeah. Hey. Um, but yeah, no, awesome. So again, Seb, thank you so much for taking some time to, to sit down and have this chat. Um, cool. Thank you very much for, for having me. I, I was very nervous and I was a little bit surprised, but it's, it's really has been a very lovely conversation. Yeah, it's yes. been really nice to talk to you. Perfect. Likewise and stuff like that. Yeah. And like I said, I, I, the, the, the thing I always go for is, you know, keep, 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 keep it low. Like, look, keep it low. I don't know. There's, keep it, keep it like, you know, yeah. um, copacetic. There we go. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. There we go. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I've, I've been Matthew Whitby. Um, you can find me at, at Whitby Writes, um, where I have some things coming out at some point in the future. Um, I don't know when. Um, 
<laughs> it's the future, who knows? Um, well, Sebs, my very last question then is, okay. is how do we end a podcast? Um, I think we maybe stop talking, I think, and people stop listening. I, I, I would might be an idea. Get to the end yeah. and stop. But okay, let's, let's yeah. stop then. 